I wanted to thank you for joining us for yet another rousing podcast here. Conversate! Uh, sorry. <laughs> we are fully crazy here now for this oh, Creo yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. But as we wrapped up last time, we were sort of finishing the conversation and coming to this head of what is multiplication? What does it look like? How is this sort of the natural outflow of following Jesus? And so... I want to sort of get to a, uh, if we can create some type of working definition here for people to understand, if we can just give them an opportunity to understand what we're talking about when we talk about multiplication. We're just not talking about, you know, butts in the pew type thing. So, Mike, if you would help me, just let's unpack multiplication for people here. Who and what does it look like? Well, we're not talking about getting as many people to show up in a building for a service. Or, I, I think Hirsch is what? Uh, That's not a church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think Hirsch is uh, within every seed, a tree, and every tree the potential for a forest, and every spark a, a flame, every flame a forest fire kind of deal. That within every believer, you, you have the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, within every believer is is the potential for world transformation, for movement. And, you know, if you look at the church today and see that almost all of the, the growth that's happening in churches is transfer growth. That is, um, your Starbucks. So wait, did you just call that multiplication? Excuse me? Did you call that multiplication? Call what multiplication? Transfer growth? No. Hmm. Okay. No Tim, way. Tim wasn't listening. <laughs> no way. No Tim way. Was not paying. I was writing no I, Tim, Tim no was not listening to a word you were saying. I had a mental day oh, going on there. Tim's checking his Facebook, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Just, just to correct him, that would be addition. Okay. What he's addition. talking about is what churches consist I'm just trying to help us get to where Saying we wanted church, to go. I just wanted to now. Cut, cut through the crap, all right? That's all I was yeah, trying man. to church do. Churches now, most of the growth in church in America is is transfer growth. People go to your church because you're Starbucks, and the, the churches around are a lesser version of you know a coffee shop that is trying to get off the ground in a gas station or something. I don't know. But you offer better goods and services, so people leave the the community that they're a part of, and they go to yours because it's uh, better band, better better buildings, better snacks, better that kind preaching. of stuff, better preaching, um, better goods and services. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pretty much all church growth in America is transfer growth, and it's addition. But what if you made a disciple who made a disciple who made a disciple who made a disciple? And rather than trying to get people in, you focused on sending people out. And success, rather than accumulating a whole bunch of people in a room, was about sending a whole bunch of people into the world. Good answer. I know. I'm impressed. Now that now that I started to listen again. Nice to have you back, Tim. You're welcome. I was I was really just trying to help the audience get to where we wanted. Sure you were. Yes. <laughs> But so, so my question to you, Mike, like, that's great. I like what you're saying. Now, for me personally, it resonates. But I feel like there's a lot of pushback with what you're saying. I think, and I, I don't want to just, like, use a wide brush and just brush over and say everyone believes this, but I, I don't think that the church in general 
in America would operate in that way. Is there something holding us back? Do we do we think it's a lie that multiplication is really this idea of one disciple at a time and that one disciple taking on one disciple and that one disciple and and so forth? Am I am I wrong to think that yeah, I, I just, I don't think that we, I don't think that we appreciate or empower the priesthood of all believers, that, that we believe that every believer is able to say, hey, Tim, Stephen, Jesus, Jesus, Tim, Stephen, right? And introduce other people and say, hey, my, my job is to be, you know, a priest and I, I am able to make disciples. In fact, I'm called to it. As Spurgeon said, every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter. And I think, I think coming back to that and saying, Hey, we, what, what if we, <laughs> sorry for the thunder, move my chair. Um, but, but what, if, <laughs> what if, what if, what if we have completely gone off the rails? This <laughs> just, podcast just is very scattered. Uh, just start at what if, and then they'll be able to edit there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what if? Um, yeah, what if we we sent um, every single person that was filled with the Spirit out into the world to make disciples and made disciples? Um, in our neighborhood, we connected with a couple down the street and I began discipling the the man um, and watched God work in his life in a really fantastic way and he got a heart for um, wanting to see other people experience grace and freedom and he started talking with a guy who was uh, putting solar panels on his house and he ended up building a friendship with the solar solar guy that was at his house. They went out a couple times for pizza and had him over for drinks and became friends. And this guy and his wife ended up connecting with our family as well. He came to faith. And after he came to faith, um, he and his wife, I, I officiated their wedding. And one of the guys that was at their wedding was all over the place as far as his beliefs go. Just believed a, a weird mix of Christianity and Buddhism and Hinduism and New Age, and he's really all over the place. I'm, he, I think he confused himself. wasn't quite sure what he believed. Um, but everything that I was saying about Jesus, he was loving it. He was loving it. He's like, yeah, man, I agree. I'm with you. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Then he'd come back with something else crazy, bizarre, off the wall. And then I'd come back to Jesus. Oh, man, yeah, that's amazing. He started accumulating all these people that were at the wedding. Hey, come over here. Dave, Cindy, you know, Crystal, come here. And he started pulling all these people into the circle. And I'm talking about Jesus. And he's like, yeah, man, you get me. <laughs> he's like saying all this crazy <laughs> off-the-wall stuff. Well, long story short, fast forward. This guy came to faith in Jesus and got really excited about Jesus and the kingdom and wanted his friends to hear the good news about Jesus. So now he has started what, what he calls beer church or uh, faith in a pub church. 
and he's got a, a group of people hanging out, a bunch of his friends that he grew up with that are not Christians that are coming around the table to talk about the gospel. Some of them have come to faith now. He's discipling them, and I'm mentoring and coaching him. But think about the progression. It was uh, my wife and I connecting with a neighbor family, them coming to faith. They connect with the solar panel guy. He comes to faith. He connects with uh, his his buddy that he went, went to school with as a kid, um, who then comes to faith after a number of us met him at the wedding. Now, this guy's starting a beer church where he's reaching a bunch of people that he went to school with. And so there is that that beautiful... Nobody would have pictured that guy at the party having a micro church at a pub where people are finding Jesus. I think that's the beautiful thing about multiplication is it takes forms that we we aren't even prepared for that we don't even see. I think I think the listeners though Mike are going to hear what you're saying and I think what they'll get hung up on not is the fact that you had a disciple making a disciple making a disciple but now this guy's running a church in a bar. Mm-hmm. Right? And and this is like BS. Right, like it's another one of those moments, and we we had this earlier, and we didn't even we didn't even talk about it in that in that segment. But it's like, what does beer church even mean? Mm-hmm. Like, have that's they, not a real church. Yeah, like have mm-hmm. have they drifted from uh, like an irreducible core of yours? Or it's I I hear that, and I mean I'm pretty I would say slightly progressive. I I like those things, but I hear that, and even my ears start to tingle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, so what does it look like? How how is multiplication now taking place in that context? Yeah, so it's a church plant. They're uh, they're eating together. They're drinking together. Nobody's getting drunk. Um, they are. Yeah, I'm sorry. They uh, they have. Um, thought about how they can be good news in their community and together they're they're planting a garden and they're going to take everything they grow and give it away to people in need. So they're blessing people together. They're um, discussing the scriptures together at a table at a pub. They've got friends that are far from Jesus coming around the table. They're praying for each other, throwing parties in each other's houses as well out, outside of the, the gathering at the pub. So yeah, there's this uh, prayer, reading of scripture, bringing other people around the table that are far from Jesus, blessing the community um, up and out. And disciples are being made. Disciples are yeah. being made. Lost people are being reached. Uh, none of them are have become a slave to alcohol or food or anything like that. It's... It's this uh, beautiful um, picture of a man who came to faith and is meeting people where they're at and in the same way where he was met where he was at. That's really cool. I, I, it's just that whole idea that the forms of multiplication are so cool. I think we limit them. We think multiplication, like at the end of the day, it comes down to butts in the pews the tithe coming in and and it's that language that needs that's really one of those big pieces that needs to change for us as we begin to grab a hold of this and we begin to think like oh i'm a multiplier like this is my role as well and it, it becomes less about those things that the forms we've known for so long and more about speaking into someone's life mm-hmm. knowing in turn 
that that they will then do the same as they've got to see it modeled so they will model and jeff sorvik always used to say that every believer should have a hand forward and a hand back Mm -hmm. and so you're you're learning from someone you're you're walking in someone's footsteps as they're following jesus you're you're teachable you're humble you're teachable you're learning but you're also you've got somebody walking behind you that you're you're passing these things on to and i i don't think it's healthy to not have a hand forward and i don't think it's healthy to not have a hand back hmm. um, we watch people who just came to faith months ago that are inviting people to follow them people that don't yet believe in jesus and so there's um, discipleship happening from day one. Yeah, I think you have to. This is a very. These are two very hard questions for a person to answer, but they're the answers are immediate, and that is, who is discipling you, and who are you discipling? The hand forward, the hand back. If you cannot answer those questions, you need to. You need to. So how do we help people? Like in this conversation, they're listening to this and it, like. And we default to what we know. Sure. So immediately they're going to be like, well, I need to create some sort of like system. Mm-hmm. I, need to, <laughs> I need to create some t- type of way for this to happen in my right. life now, today. Right. To, like, but what, it, what is it to, to say that? But then how can we help them to think in a different way? So maybe change the form or the fashion or well, what I they know think how is not okay. To do it. I know how not to do it. I was meeting with a, a, a church uh, pastor that, or, well, yeah, a pastor of a church that um, came to me. One that he says, you guys have figured out this disciple making thing. How do we do it? And I said, well, you know, it's all built on relationship. It's not a class. It's it's life to life connection. It's investing. It's all all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast. And he says, oh, okay. He says, you've been really helpful. A week later, they announced something called Discipleship Wednesdays. And it was like, it's it's not you can't you can't institutionalize it. You cannot. It is not a it's not a static structure. Jesus always spoke in terms of or, organism. He, he, we talked, he talked about being the vine. He talked about the members of his body. He talked about um, bearing fruit. It's an organic thing. Well, organic is unique. Every tree is unique. Every, you know, we know a tree by its fruit, but even, you know, an apple tree next to an apple tree are going to have something unique about them. So we have to understand, I think the practical answer to that is simply find somebody who you believe models Jesus Christ the way you, 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 that you can see how they really model Jesus and ask them, would you be willing to disciple me? I mean, that's, if, if that person it's is... It's an easy question. It is. Would you be willing to disciple me? And there's nothing wrong with telling somebody if... if, if if you're not discipling someone, and I and I, I'm going to, we, we have to we have to parse out that language a little bit because I think when we we what does that mean? Yes, yeah, because exactly. because it's like well well I don't have my crap together I yeah. can't disciple. We someone. don't use the word discipling in our church, believe it or not. Um, it's we use the word mentor because it, it works better in our in my, my again our church is it is immersed in the secular world. Mentoring makes a little more sense. Passing on to me what you have learned hmm. and so that I can embrace it and so that I can pass it on. So it's 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 a mentoring. I don't like the word coach. We coach is overused. I, I always say come alongside. Yeah, exactly. When I'm, when I'm I mean it's it's, it's whatever whatever language works. But the idea is to ask someone to disciple you requires humility. 
It's to say, I, I want to learn from you. And that's a hard thing to do. Because at me, what you're doing is saying, I don't have the answers. I don't have this figured out. That, but that's a great place to be. And, and Jesus can do so many amazing things with somebody who says, I don't have this figured out. I need help. And so to actually reach out to someone, say, would you be willing to disciple me? I think is a, is a beautiful thing. The other thing is when you are investing in someone else, uh, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with saying, would you mind, it, would it be okay if I discipled you? Hmm. Again, that requires, it's, it's, it's another kind of humility because you could get rejected. <laughs> you could, a person could say, no, no, that's right. But if you've already established credibility, if you've already, they know you value them, you have built trust with them, the natural step is to say, I would love to mentor you. I would love to disciple you. Would, would you like to establish, would you like to have that kind of a relationship? There you go. Two questions. Yeah, this guy that that started the beer church, he said, I, I don't feel qualified to to start something or lead something or disciple people. And I said, can you gather some of your friends and talk about Jesus and his grace and the freedom that you're experiencing? It's like, yeah. Or do you feel comfortable talking about how messed up you are? Oh, yeah, dude, definitely. <laughs> Um, do you think maybe you and your friends would want to love and bless some other people, some of your friends, some of the people in your community? Yeah, absolutely. Well, do it. Boom. Go for it. Boom. Great. There you are. I think I think what I love about this conversation is I think it started with we were thinking about the structure of the church, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. As we started the multiplication and as I zoned in and out, uh, but, but as the conversation developed around multiplication, it really deals with us, right? As individuals, it, it, it's like a core issue. Like this is a part of who I am called to be. And I think with this, there, there begins to become those like next questions, so we've, we've walked through to this point of multiplication, but then we find ourselves sort of saying, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, where, where do we go from here? How do I begin to unpack this more mm-hmm. for my story? Because I'm understanding now I can do this, right? This is for me too. And hopefully as we continue with the podcast, that can be something that we really, I would say, even dig into. Oh, yeah. This idea of like, okay, God, what's next? What have you called me to? And even be willing to ask that question. Hey, and to follow Jesus means to go. Yeah. I, it, Living to, as the to say, ones. to say that we're going to follow Jesus and not go is, is crazy because Jesus was going. Everywhere. He was constantly on the move. If, if you were to follow Jesus and stay still, you'd lose him. Because he's off somewhere else. But that's so to follow Jesus means lives. that we yeah, keep, we we keep moving from place to place, <laughs> going from place to place. And, and to walk in the ways of Jesus means that we live sent and then we send others. Hmm. And it, it, I think it's impossible to say that we're, we're following Jesus, who is the goer, hmm. who was the sent one who sends others, and yet stay in the same spot. I think someone who, this is how simple it is. I believe someone who decides to follow Jesus today could begin to help someone follow Jesus tomorrow. Absolutely. Because they're still one day ahead. 
<laughs> they've still got because they still have a they, they've got a that's all you need they have a redemption story it is that simple so if if a person who is brand new to jesus baby 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 that sounds like a song sorry uh a, a, but a, a baby christian is willing to to who's willing to pour their life into somebody else even though they're brand new the holy spirit can work through that and if someone who's like that in, 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 the, in the earliest forms of their faith can do that. Someone who has been walking with him for years can do that too. Hmm. It just take, it, it requires a decision. Am I going to be a, a disciple who makes disciples? There's where multiplication begins. There it is. Well, thank you for joining us on this podcast. I think that's a great way to end right there. Um, that idea of that's where multiplication takes place is making disciples. And so uh, we'll hopefully wrap up this brain thought, if you would. <laughs> Sounds like brain fart. But this, this, this thought that we've sort of been tracking with on our next podcast as we sort of unpack that next idea of, okay, what do we do with all this information and where do we go from here? So join us again soon as we keep your minds engaged and your hearts towards heaven. Mm-hmm.